Welcome to Creative Biolabs. 100% of the effort, 100% of the service. As a dynamic contract research organization, we are based in New York and serve the whole world. Our seasoned scientists are skilled in antibody discovery, antibody engineering, and biomanufacturing solutions. Genome editing is a set of methods used to change the DNA of a cell with single base pair precision. It is a specific form of gene therapy, and engineering of cells through genome editing has the potential to create a new class of medicines for the treatment of both genetic and non-genetic diseases. Today we will discuss the basic theories and clinic stages of genome editing methods and Creative Biolabs gene editing solutions for gene therapy development. Life is extremely fragile. Every day, under the influence of various external environment and cellular metabolites, such as electromagnetic radiation, ultraviolet rays, haze, and other endogenous factors, the core of our DNA will be damaged to varying degrees, of which double-strength DNA breaks are the most serious. But life is extremely powerful. We are injured all the time, but also in self-repair all the time. It is the DNA break's self-repair mechanism that makes it easier and more efficient to edit genome DNA sequences, beginning with introducing DNA double-strand breaks. Here, we will present the timeline of preclinical and clinical developments in genome editing. The DNA break repair pathways. Three most widely used nuclease platforms for introducing DNA breaks. Clinical trials and genome editing and Creative Biolabs gene editing solutions for gene therapy development. The first attempt at modifying human DNA was performed in 1980 by Martin Klein. However, until 1994, the efficiency of genome editing in a mammalian cell was pretty low. One cell in one million would have the desired gene targeting event. In 1994, Jason and his colleagues discovered that the creation of a break in a DNA double strand in a target gene could stimulate gene targeting by a factor of more than 1,000 in somatic cells when a donor template strand of DNA was provided at the same time when the break was created. With optimization, this system could be used to correct the reporter gene in up to 5% of cells. In addition to showing that new sequences could be inserted at the site of the break through homologous recombination, this discovery also indicated that new mutations could be created at the site of the break through a process called non-homologous enjoining. The discovery that a specific double-strand break in DNA could induce repair is the foundational principle of the field of genome editing. And three engineered nuclease platforms for introducing DNA double-strand breaks, ZFN, Talon, CRISPR-Cas9, were successively reported in 1996, 2010, and 2012. With the high-fidelity Cas9 discovered, CRISPR-Cas9-based systems are becoming more popular for biologists to add a genome in mammalian cells. And the discoverers of the CRISPR-Cas9 genetic scissors, Emmanuel Charpentier and Jennifer Doutner, were awarded the Nobel Prize in Chemistry 2020. In the timeline of genome editing development, since 1995, several biotechnology companies have been founded to clinicalize genome editing. In 2009, 
first clinical trial using genome editing was conducted, in which CCR5 gene was knocked out of in primary T cells with CFN-based system. Between 1989 and December 2018, over 2,900 clinical trials were conducted, with over half of them in phase 1. Most of these trials focus on introducing genetically engineered DNAs into human cells to treat gene mutation-induced diseases. Now we are going to talk about the DNA break repair pathways. First, the non-homologous end joining, or NHEJ pathway, is a form of double-stranded break repair that does not require a repair template. Instead, the ends of the broken DNA are held in close proximity, processed, and then joined. NHEJ-mediated editing is normally used in all cells to repair spontaneous breaks. It is generally accurate, but can create errors. NHEJ is the process naturally used by cells of the immune system to create genetic diversity in genes encoding immunoglobulins and T-cell receptors. In the process of ligating the two ends together, the NHEJ machinery may create a small insertion or deletion at the site of the break. Extraneous pieces of DNA in the vicinity of the break can be inserted, and this phenomenon is exploited in certain forms of genome editing. It is possible to engineer the integration of the DNA cassette directly into the break through ligation of each end of the DNA fragment to either side of the break. But the frequency of targeted integration with the use of this strategy is low. If two simultaneous breaks are created and the breaks are in close proximity on the same chromosome, high frequencies of defined deletions will result. Translocations that may be pathogenic are created if the breaks are on different chromosomes. NHEJ-mediated genome editing has been used in a variety of strategies with the potential for therapeutic application. Another main self-repair mechanism of DNA break repair is homology-directed repair, or HDR. There are two mechanistically distinct types of HDR. In HDR, a donor DNA template is introduced into the cell, allowing the cell to repair a break with donor DNA used as a template. A classic gene-targeting donor template has homology arms that flank the genetic change. In homologous recombination, the cell uses its molecular recombination machinery to synthesize new DNA that is complementary to the template, and the new DNA is then used to fix the break through recombination. This form of genome editing is used naturally in processes such as meiotic recombination. Edits of various sizes can be made, from single nucleotide changes to the insertion of large multi-gene cassettes. Donor templates can be delivered through a variety of means, including viral vectors and naked DNA molecules. Some of the different approaches to HDR genome editing apply to the treatment of human diseases, shown on this page. These include the direct reversion of a disease-causing variant in the gene, the insertion of the complementary DNA cassette containing a specific gene into the endogenous locus of that gene, such that it is regulated by its own natural regulatory elements. The insertion of the cDNA cassette into a different locus, such that it will be expressed according to the regulatory elements of that gene at that locus.
and insertion of a transgene cassette into a safe harbor to avoid creating unintended insertional mutations caused by semi-random integration with viral vectors, and to achieve more homogeneous expression of the transgene. In part three, we will discuss four nuclease platforms for introducing DNA breaks. They are ZFN, Tatlin, CRISPR-Cas9, and meganuclease. Before talking about ZFN, or the zinc finger nuclease. Let me introduce some basic knowledge about zinc finger and zinc finger modules. A zinc finger is a small protein structure motif that is often found in DNA binding proteins and is characterized by the coordination of one or more zinc ions in order to stabilize the fold. It was originally coined to describe the finger-like appearance of a hypothesized structure from the African clawed frog transcription factor 3A. However, it has been found to encompass a wide variety of different protein structures in eukaryotic cells. The modular nature of the zinc finger motif allows for a large number of combinations of DNA and RNA sequences to be bound with a high degree of affinity and specificity and is therefore ideally suited for engineering protein that can be targeted to and bind specific DNA sequences. With recombinant expression systems, several zinc finger modules can be tandem assembled to form zinc finger proteins, or ZFPs. A zinc finger nuclease has a modular structure that is composed of two domains, a DNA binding zinc finger protein domain and a nucleus domain derived from the FOC1 restriction enzyme. The structurally separated DNA binding domain of FOC1 can be replaced with ZFPs to create ZFNs, and the FOC1 nucleus domain must dimerize to cleave DNA. Thus, two ZFN monomers are required to form an active nucleus. Each monomer must bind to adjacent half-sites that are separated by spacers of 5 to 7 base pairs. This requirement for dimerization doubles the length of recognition sites, which substantially increases the specificity of CFNs. The sequence specificity of CFNs is determined by ZFPs, which consist of tandem array of acetylene zinc fingers, the most common DNA binding motif in higher eukaryotes. Each zinc finger recognizes a three base pair DNA sequence and three to six zinc fingers are used to generate a single ZFN subunit that binds to DNA sequences of 9 to 18 base pair. Importantly, the DNA binding specificities of zinc fingers can be altered by mutagenesis, which is a key feature of constructing a programmable nuclease. So on this page, we will discuss how to generate engineered ZFNs for a specific gene editing requirement. In the first process, gene sequences encoding the specific zinc finger modules, FOC1 restriction enzyme, and some necessary linker sequences are cloned into recombinant plasmids. Once these recombinant plasmids are transfected into target cells, ZFPs together with FOC1 enzyme will be tandemly expressed and form the left and right ZFN arms, which finally bind to and work together to cut the target gene sequences. Now we talk about transcription activator like effector nuclease, aka Talon. Talon-based gene editing methods have been used to modify endogenous genes in various species, including viruses, 
yeast, plants, nematodes, insects, frogs, fish, and mammals such as mice, rats, and pigs, as well as encultured mammalian cells. The general structure organization of talons is similar to that of CFNs. Like CFNs, talons contain the FOC1 nucleus domain at their carboxyl terminus. However, they use a different class of DNA binding domains, known as transcription activator-like effectors, or tails, which are derived from the pathogenic bacterium. As shown on this page, each talon is composed of tails at amino terminus and a FOC1 nucleus domain at the carboxyl terminus. Each tail repeat is comprised of 33 to 35 amino acids and recognizes a single base pair through the amino acids at positions 12 to 13, which is called the repeat variable diresidual, or RVD. Four different RVD modules, namely asparagine asparagine, asparagine isoleucine, histidine aspartic acid, and asparagine glycine are most widely used to recognize squinine, adenine, cytosine, and thymine, respectively. Target sequences of talon pairs are typically 30 to 40 base pairs in length, excluding spacers. Right now, CRISPR-Cas9 is the most popular tool for genome editing. CRISPR-R is an abbreviation of clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats and CRISPR-R-associated protein 9 is known as Cas9. CRISPR-R-Cas9 system is initially found to be a bacterial defense mechanism against phage infection and plasmid transfer in nature. As shown on this page, it was found that many bacteria and most archaea have evolved sophisticated RNA-guided adaptive immune systems encoded by CRISPR-R loci and accompanying CRISPR-R-associated genes to provide acquired immunity against bacteriophage infection and plasmid transfer. During the immunization process following exposure to invading genetic elements from phage or plasmids, short fragments of foreign DNA are integrated into the CRISPR-R repeat spacer array within the host chromosome as new spacers thereby providing a genetic record of prior infection that enables the host to prevent future invasion of the same invader. Subsequent transcription of the CRISPR-R array and enzymatic processing of precursor CRISPR-R transcripts through endonucleolytic cleavage yield short-mature CRISPR-R RNAs, which are also known as CRRNAs. At the 5' end, the CRRNA contains the spacer, a short segment of RNA that complements a sequence from a foreign genetic element, and the 3' end contains a piece of the CRISPR-R repeat sequence. Hybridization between the CRRNA spacer and a complementary foreign target sequence triggers sequence-specific destruction of invading DNA or RNA by Cas nucleases upon a second infection. A defining feature of CRISPR-R Cas systems is the assembly of mature CRRNAs with Cas proteins into CRRNA effector complexes to interrogate DNA targets and destroy matching sequences in foreign nucleic acids. Notably, a 2 to 5 base pair conserved sequence motif located in close proximity to the CRRNA targeted sequence on invading DNA, known as the PAM plays an essential role in target DNA selection and degradation in most CRISPR-R Cas systems.
CRISPR-R systems have been grouped into six distinct types according to the current classification of CRISPR-R Cas loci, and each employs a unique set of Cas proteins along with cRNA for CRISPR-R interference. In contrast to the type 1 and type 3 systems that utilize a large multi-Cas protein complex for cRNA binding and target sequence degradation, Type 2 CRISPR-R systems employ a single DNA endonuclease, Cas9, to recognize DSDNA substrates and cleave each strand with its distinct nuclease domain. During the silencing process, an additional small non-coding RNA, called a transactivating cRNA, or tracker RNA, base pairs with the repeat sequence in the cRNA to form a unique dual RNA hybrid structure. This dual RNA guide directs Cas9 to cleave any DNA containing a complementary 20-nucleotide target sequence in adjacent PAM. It is worth noting that the tracker RNA is required for cRNA maturation in type 2 systems. A chimeric sgRNA that combines the cRNA and tracker RNA into a single RNA transcript simplifies the system while retaining fully functional Cas9-mediated sequence-specific DNA cleavage. By changing the guide RNA sequence within the cRNA, this simplified two-component CRISPR-R Cas9 system can be programmed to target virtually any DNA sequence of interest in the genome and further generate a site-specific blunt-ended double-strand break. CRISPR-R Cas9 system has been repurposed as a powerful RNA-guided DNA targeting platform for genome editing, transcriptional perturbation, epigenetic modulation, and genome imaging. CFN, Talon, and CRISPR-R Cas9, as the most powerful and popular gene editing nucleus platforms, have their own pros and cons, which are reflected in many aspects, including success rate, mutation rate, specificity determining length of target site, design density, off-target effects, cytotoxicity, and the size of the whole system. These properties determine their unique applications in genome editing. We have introduced some basic knowledge of genome editing. On this page, clinical trials in genome editing from 2009 to 2019 are listed. These clinical trials mainly focus on the treatment of cancer, genetic disorders, and infective diseases by editing the target genes in vivo or ex vivo. With years of experience in providing one-stop preclinical development service, Creative Biolabs has built a team of expertise of solid knowledge of gene therapy, and we are fully competent in providing services for our clients. The services include but are not limited to gene editing, delivery vehicles development, potency tests, safety and toxicology analysis, as well as solutions of specific gene therapy development for diseases. CRISPR-Cas9, Talon, and ZFN-based gene editing for gene therapy are all available at Creative Biolabs. Our services enable investigators to disrupt, add, and correct any gene in a diverse range of cell types and organisms. By using our transformative tools, the ability to manipulate and study model organisms has dramatically expanded. Also, we are trying our best to support the promise of correcting the genetic causes of many diseases.
For more details about Creative Biolabs gene editing-related services and other gene therapy development services and products, please visit our website or contact us directly.